Morning, family. <laughs> I must say it's yeah, such a privilege this morning to be able to yeah, just share the word of God. Um, yeah, firstly, to our visitors, welcome. And I promise you, like this is not the best preach you know here in this church. <laughs> but like such an honor. Uh, yeah, just thinking about how our leaders um, yeah, are growing us. And I was thinking of like father that is like teaching a son how to ride a bicycle, there comes a time when you take off the training wheels. Um, I know, where's Aaron's? I think I've seen some bumps and scratches when they take off the, the training wheels. And this morning, picture it as if it's that thing where like they're just taking off the training wheels, you know, there might be like bumps and scratches along the road. Uh, but even with that, like such a privilege to, to be able to grow, um, yeah, like in what the Lord has um, called us. So, yeah, I'm super excited to just bring this word. And also, yeah, I would like to acknowledge uh, we have, like, international visitors this morning. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have Gustav from Isle of Man. <laughs> uh, Isle of Man. Uh, okay, Man. Okay, got it. And also, have, like, visitation from uh, Namibia, right? Is it Namibia? Yay! <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah, it's one of those things like it's family, uh, and I must say like we initially maybe thought like, oh, it's, no, it's holidays, there's not going to be much too, like, too many people. So now like, oh, maybe we should give out to the guy from Isle of Man, you know, to, <laughs> to maybe preach. Uh, but yeah, let's allow it this morning to happen. Um, so yeah, I really just felt this word that the Lord has been uh, laying in my heart. Um, well, the title of the preach is Behold the Son of God. And yeah, it's, I think for our community, Israel can testify to this. There's just been this trend throughout like, uh, the rest of the year, like just looking at Jesus. And again, I was reminded that we need to, to look at Jesus, behold him, and coming to the, to the frame of like, what does it look like to, to behold Jesus? It's, it's to look at him, but also it's, it comes with exhortation of saying that, wow, you are in awe of what's in front of you, and you, you see the beauty and the goodness. It's because of Jesus that we are able to stand. Uh, when we're singing, it was just, it's his glory. And I really trust that this morning the Lord will come and awaken something about his beauty, because he is magnificent. And I remember like a couple of weeks, we sang a song about just one look at Jesus. I fall flat face in the ground. And every time when you look at Jesus, there's just something about, you can't just look and not be in awe of who he is because he is the greatest king of kings. And I really trust that this morning there will be an awakening when we look at him, when we look at what he has done on the cross, that it's not just be a thing that happened in the past. Yes, he made a way for us to, to come into his presence. He, he tore the veil with that. But we, when we constantly look and gaze at him, we are able to connect to the Father. Enrico, in the past, um, not last week, last week we had such an awesome time with dramas, but he spoke about God the Father. And I kid you not, you cannot go to God the Father without through Jesus. We need to look at the Son. Um, this morning... I'm going to start like our scripture reading uh, from John 1, 29 to 30. So this is uh, John, the disciple in whom Jesus loved, writing about John uh, the Baptist. So 
it reads, the next day he saw Jesus coming towards him and said, behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. This is he whom I said, after me comes a man who ranks uh, before me because he was before me. What, what's so beautiful about this is just the recognition that John um, had of Jesus, recognizing that this is the one that takes the sin of the world away. And I was like, Lord, what does this mean? I think there's something beautiful when you come to the realization that it's him, it's Jesus. When you encounter him, there just has to be something of recognizing that it's not myself, but it's the Lord that enables me to gaze upon him. And I was, I was really, again, just taken by like how John, uh, the disciple whom Jesus loved, started the verse. It says, like, in the beginning, ref- referencing, and I think in those times, uh, whenever you started, like, you were referencing into, well, I don't think they called it the Old Testament at that time, <laughs> but like they were referencing into the beginning of how the Lord created the world, that he's the one, he is the light of the earth. He's the one that carries us and I really believe that when, when, when John saw him, he was living in the wilderness, eating locusts. I think maybe we need to change our diet. <laughs> like he was living on honey. And the, the, it, it just, there's just this sense of like maybe there weren't any distractions where he was. Because he was able to gaze upon he that was coming and say like, I did not know him, but he is the one that takes the sin of the world away. And for us this morning, if there's anything that you grasp from, from this preach, is that we need to look at him. It's not us, it's, it will never be us, but it's, it's about him. Um, another man that so, like, so much shows that when you look at Jesus, there's like so much transformation. And I was, as I was reading in like John 1 again, like, there's just this awareness of, like, the world does not recognize him. And this can go in twofold. One, the people in the world were totally, they want nothing to do with him. They don't realize that he is the king of kings. The other point of this would be us sitting here in the church. We know about him, but we do not recognize who he is. If we read um, in Acts 9, we meet another man, Saul, uh, before he was converted to Paul. So meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the uh, Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on on his journey, suddenly a light uh, from heaven flashed around him. I'm just going to pause there for a bit. Uh, This is the man that is like, is so sad on persecuting the church. Um, He wants nothing to do with Jesus because he does not recognize him. But on his mission, so I also felt like so often in our day-to-day, we can have our own missions where we want to go about. This can be school, this can be careers, this can be whatsoever, maybe children. Um, wink, wink, Paul. <laughs> no, I just had to get Paul for that one. <laughs> so uh, it, it could be so many things that we are set on that is distracting us 
from, from the Lord. Here Saul, he sought determined to want to persecute the church. But then, all of a sudden, uh, okay, let's just go back to the third verse. Okay. Suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And I really believe that this is so often Jesus, what he's doing on our day-to-day, like looking at us, if we are going about our way, not focusing on him, why are we persecuting him? And I really believe that he wants us to set our eyes on him. And this is such a transformation that happens because in the next verse, uh, Saul said, like, who are you, Lord? Saul asked. Immediately, there was a recognition that this is not just an ordinary voice, but I, I mean, I think obviously if, let's say, you're riding your horse, all of a sudden, flash of lightning, voice comes out, you will tend to think, like, this is not, not like a, by human strength. <laughs> it's... <laughs> But like, there was that awareness of like, this is the Lord speaking. And we see the transformation of Saul starting from that, from that point. And I really believe that even for some of us here, we have encountered God. And, but then he's still asking us that, would you behold my son? Would you come and you look at my son? It's one thing to get a revelation of him, but to continuously look at him and behold him in our day-to-day, I really believe that there's something that we need to look at. If we, we need not miss this, that we need to continuously look at him. So, and one of the things that I felt is that even coming to, yo, this holiday is like now festive season, sort of feels like everything's like going down a bit. Um, it's so easy to get caught up in our own mission where we miss what the Lord wants to do. It's so easy to, to look at how we want to do things our own way. And also, I was again reminded that it's, it's again, there's this notation sometimes of like, when, let's say you're joining a club, uh, not the just, just club, <laughs> like let's say a tennis club, chess club, whatever club that you're joining, even work, there are rules that you need to adhere to, that you need to follow in order to be in that club. And I really felt the Lord saying that, but when we come to Jesus, <laughs> we come with our own rules and regulations of how we want to go before him. And I really ask that we, we will look at who his son is, what he has done on the cross, and by that, automatically, <laughs> our comfort will fall away. The, just the recognition of like, this is the Lord that died for me. This is the Lord that made a way for me to be here today. It has nothing to do with what I can do, but everything to do with him. And I really believe that if we turn our eyes and keep on looking at him, we will find rest. I think this morning there's just been so much about finding rest. And I, I, I do believe that when you behold him, when you look at him, there is rest in him. Maybe some of us are restless. Maybe it has been such a tough year on you. But when you behold him, when you look at him, there's just something about peace that comes with him. We're not saying that you won't face trials, 
but we are saying that in those trials, you'll be able to find peace because he is the Prince of Peace. He is the one that enables us to, to walk in the light. Um, so one of the things that I feel, um, yeah, if you want to take notes, I don't know if you're already taking <laughs> some of the points that how can we uh, behold him? It's, it's so often easy to say, like, oh, yeah, let's, let's behold him, but like, how does that look like? How does that translate today? Um, one of the things I felt is, like, by obeying him. That's, what, that's one of the ways that we can behold him. Um, I actually forgot to make this joke. Usually, <laughs> usually Paul comes with, you know, like a MacBook, so I came with a notebook. <laughs> 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 All right. So by obeying him, uh, if we look at John 10:27, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Um, if you have gazed upon him, you know his voice, and you should ought to follow him. And if we wanna behold him, we should continuously walk in what he has called us to. So when we follow him, how does that look like? It means that we go where he wants us to go. We do what he wants us to do. It's not a thing of like, okay, this is my own um, time. This is my own um, setting. But that recognition of like, my life is not my own. I need to follow the one who has called me. So for some of us here, maybe, I don't know what's happening uh, in terms of obedience, where you still maybe want to pull your own ranks. But I really feel like the Lord is asking us this morning, would you follow me? Would you come and look at my son? Because he's the way, the truth, and life. Um, and also one of the ways, if we look at uh, John 6, 60 to 61. Okay, so the background story. This is where Jesus feeds the 5,000. And people are all of a sudden following him. They're like, yo, we've seen this man multiply bread. And obviously, you know, we might be getting bread from him. You know, we don't need to fish anymore, Johan. <laughs> we can just, <laughs> just be getting fish in, in this moment. Like, imagine just getting fish from, from Jesus. But then, as he goes on, he looks at the people's hearts and how they are following him. And on, on hearing this, this is what they say. Many of his disciples said, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? Aware that his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, does this offend you? So these people were offended. They were, they were keen to follow him when it was still comfortable and suitable. But when it comes a time when he's giving them a teaching of how it would be to enter uh, the kingdom of heaven through him, they're like, no, this is like so difficult. But he was giving them the key because he is the one that holds the keys to, to heaven. But they did not recognize him. They're like, no, this teaching is too hard. Maybe some of us here today are like, yo, every time... You know, I enter the, through the doors, Josh Jen, you're being asked to die. <laughs> die in order to live. Uh, give yourself. And that, but that's what the Word of God is calling us to. He's calling us to die from ourselves and allow Him to, to take place. We cannot follow Him without dying, without laying um, our lives, our hopes, and our dreams. Um, it's, it's so profound that some people, it's so easy to, to, to like say this when you are not on the receiving end, but when you are faced with a difficult situation ahead, 
would you still follow him? When you're in crossroads of like, this is my happiness, but this is what the Lord wants, would you still follow him? Because that's what he's calling us to, to follow him wholeheartedly through it all. And the other way where we can uh, behold him in this coming time is by reading his word. In the last couple of weeks, uh, Haya mentioned that we, yeah, let's, even in our own study time, let's read into the book of Luke. I don't want to like say by a show of hands, we started reading the book of Luke, <laughs> but it doesn't look like that. Um, <laughs> ah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so in, in a whole lot of sense, when we read the word of God, we come to know his heart. We come to know what he wants for us. We, we come to, to look at the core things that he has said. Um, in Joshua, we should know this, uh, Joshua 1.8, do not let this book of law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Often you can look at the last part of being prosperous and successful, but I'm, I'm going to look at uh, do not let this uh, book like depart from you. Uh, I was thinking of like if right now I was to throw in some phrases from movies, uh, with greater powers comes greater responsibility, I think someone will say Spider-Man. And it's, it's so often that we can easily know these quotes and references from movies or maybe lyrics that, for those that love music. But then the book of law, the one that the Lord wants us to look at, we often do not know, we cannot recite it. How will we be able to behold him if we do not read his word? And I think this is like for each and every one of us to come into a place where we want to know him. We want to know the mysteries of heaven and the mysteries of heaven are on his book. That's where he has poured out his heart for us. And I really want to encourage us that even during this time, throughout the holidays, that let's, let's make time. I've, I find it often that when you do not make time for things, they often don't happen. I know like some people might lean into the spontaneous, I'm going to read, great. <laughs> but if we set our time to say that we want to read the Word of God, um, yeah, let's not even start maybe you know, five hours, three hours. <laughs> Let's start by like 10 minutes where you're like, Lord, I'm dedicating that. I want to I wanna spend time with you in the word. Read your word. And with that, asking him for, for, for revelation. Um, throughout the year, like I, I read through the book of John, but it was so amazing. Three weeks ago when I was like reading First John, I'm still stuck there. I'm like, I read through this, but like it feels as there's so much more in what John is introducing about Jesus. And I really believe that we need to come into a place where we fall in love with the Word of God. That's the only way we'll be able to behold Him. Um, in one of the ways that we can behold Him is in worship. How we live. And thinking about worship, um, not only, only just thinking about music and dancing, but like in obeying Him, that's worship. In us living uh, for the Lord day to day, that is worship. Uh, I was reminded, I think in 2016-17, there was a time where the Lord in the morning has just asked me to 
wake up and like dance for him. So luckily it was in my room. So, <laughs> so each and every morning I'll wake up and there was a song, come like a rushing wind, come like the fire again. And I would be like going berserk, dancing in my room. And I'm glad for those times because in a way, it sort of like enables me to be able to worship him in front of people. I think what we tend to do in our inner rooms can be reflected on the outside. And I feel like the Lord is calling us to worship him in spirit and in truth. Where as we live and every day of our lives, we're like looking at him through worship. And even this morning when we were like just worshiping, there was just this sense and awareness of, you know, we are worshiping the King of Kings, seated on his throne, and him looking at us and I don't even want to imagine how it is for him, but like there's just something when we are flat out giving our lives to him, saying, Jesus, it's you. We are here because of what he has done on the cross. We are here because of him. And we should lay down our lives and worship him wholeheartedly. As I come to, to a landing, I'm just thinking of how great he is and how marvelous our God is and how he deserves to be worshipped. And as we, maybe for, for some of us, it could be that we have never even thought remotely about worshipping him. We're like, what, who is this man that we need to look at? But I'm, I'm, I'm coming this morning with an invitation for those that are wondering that how does, it, how does this look like? Who is this Jesus? Can I ask that if we close our eyes?